You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headphones that are probably still ringing from the cheers from Scotiabank Arena last night. Because, you know, you have to watch that over Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, you can tape, even though Twitter will totally spoil it for you. Because Twitter is a terrible place if you want to be surprised by anything. Anyway, it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back for another week of Blue Jays Talk and... Those of you who follow me on Twitter know I'm going to do my best to make this as positive as I can, considering how the Blue Jays did over the weekend. It was another series loss, this time to the White Sox, and it it was um, it was tough. We're gonna t- I'm tossing up but I guess we'll talk about Sunday's game first since that's fresher in the memory and there's more important things to talk about from Saturday's game but yeah Sunday was meh it I mean what what else do you want from it but I I said I was going to talk about the positives so here we go aside from one inning Aaron Sanchez looked very good. That That's positive. Um, that inning was the fourth inning where he gave up a two-run shot to Yonder Alonso and a three-run home run to Tim Anderson, who just was brutal against the Blue Jays. Like, just sticking it in Randall Grichuk's face. But, yeah, it was... It was, uh, it was good from Aaron... 11 strikeouts is good. Gotta like that. Um, only two walks is good. That That's a plus. Um, like I said, if we take out the blight that was the fourth inning, um, he only gave up four hits in six innings, which is good. I, I have less of a problem with pitchers who are prone to the big inning as opposed to pitchers who just can't do anything immediately. Because I think the beginning is something that can be fought through. And, you know, Aaron's 26, so there's still time for him to learn things and learn how to deal with things. So having, having an inning like that did suck, but the fact that he was pretty good in the rest of it does you know make me feel like there is something there I've I've heard enough people saying that that fourth inning was proof that Aaron Sanchez is not a long-term starter that he's going to be a reliever but the thing is with the Blue Jays is they they need the starters and this is something I'm probably gonna write about actually but Aaron Sanchez has infinite more val- infinitely more value to the franchise as a starter 
infinitely more value to Scott Boris as a starter, despite Dallas Keuchel remaining on the market. And it's it, it's a it's a situation where the Blue Jays don't really have a choice, but there there's enough there to think that Aaron still has a shot to be that starter that the Blue Jays fans have seen from him before. And I I I will continue to talk about good things. Um the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the two spot experiment seems to be working. He's raised his batting average almost 50 points. He's up to 191 after the White Sox series. Went three for seven over the last two games with two walks and hit a double in yesterday's game. So he's finding that extra base power. It's just a matter of actually translating it. It's a shame he couldn't do it off Dylan Covey because Dylan Covey seemed to be great for the Blue Jays. They just completely knocked him around. I I guess that's another positive thing we can talk about was the one win that the Blue Jays had on a bullpen day when it was basically all hands on deck and you had Daniel Hudson going out and giving up an early run and you think that might be it for the Blue Jays right there but then they were able to tee off on on Dylan Covey um Randall Gritchick hitting that three-run home run Tay Oscar hitting a home run for the first time in like weeks um Justin Smoke having a four-walk day. First time that's been done since 2015 when Jose Bautista did that. And you kind of thought Friday was the day that would shake things up a bit for the Blue Jays. Maybe shake the bats out of their funk. And, well, I'm, I'm going to try and keep this positive. So we'll talk about that in the second half of the podcast. But... The bullpen continues look, to look good. If you're if you're looking at the most valuable piece the Blue Jays have to trade right now, it's probably Ken Giles. As much as I would prefer to see Giles remain in Toronto, he is electric. Um, so if the well, let's face it, the Blue Jays are going to be sellers at the deadline. So if a team is looking at them, they're probably looking at Giles. They'll be looking at Smoke. And then I, I'm not sure how much value anyone else has on this team anymore. Maybe some of the bullpen pieces, if a team wants a Sam Gavilio or a Daniel Hudson, you could probably work out a trade like that. But other than that, there's not really a lot available from this team. And... I think that actually dovetails into what we have to talk about in the second half of the podcast, which isn't going to be as positive, but it's something that needs to be talked about. And I'm not referring to the acquisition of Edwin Jackson. That'll be that'll be talked about a little later in the week because we'll we'll see where Jackson fits in immediately with the Blue Jays. They need a starter for Wednesday's game. It's probably going to be Jackson and then um and then who knows um maybe maybe they'll bring Juan Guzman back for an inning who knows anyway we will talk about that right after this break you are locked on Blue Jays 
your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the biggest news from the weekend came on Saturday. And we haven't talked a lot about Saturday yet, but that was Marcus Stroman's start. And Marcus Stroman's start did not go well because his team did not do very good. Um, Was a 7-2 loss. Stroman was visibly frustrated in the dugout. He was yelling at Charlie Montoyo. Um, He was not happy about being pulled out. And... You know, a, a lot a lot of the knee-jerk reaction when it came to Marcus Stroman was, this is just the attitude problem again with him. He's showing he's not mature. He's, uh, he's, he's not ready to handle being an eight. First of all, shut up. Second of all, if you had two parts of a team, let's, let's say... You you are a janitor, and you're tasked with cleaning up an entire floor. And you sweep the entire floor, and you do a very good job. And then the second half of the team is supposed to come in and wax, and they manage to buff about 90 candy wrappers into the floor. They were eating the candy and dropping the wrappers on the floor and buff the wrappers into the floor. Don't you think you'd be upset? just at how terrible they did their job. Well, that's kind of the relationship right now between Marcus Stroman and the offense, because that was another disgraceful display. If you take out the batting practice that Dylan Covey threw against the Blue Jays, they've scored like four runs in five games, which... That's that's not even triple A level offense. That's double A level offense out of this. And you know, like I said, we talked off Friday was getting oh Vladdy had a good weekend. There's nothing with this team that suggests they're going to break out of this anytime soon. Like like if Marcus Stroman is out there and and doing what he can and just trying, trying like this Sisyphean task to keep the Blue Jays in a game when none of the batters seem to want to help, then yeah, you're going to be really frustrated. Strowman's frustration is understandable from a guy who's one in six on a year and has a sub three ERA. Well, 312 now, but it was sub three before. It was technically another quality start from Stroman. He only gave up the three earned runs, but, you know, some of those did get tacked on by Derek Law, who, you know, showing exactly what got him shipped out of San Francisco, essentially. But it, it just. I, I completely jive with what Stroman was doing, and I agree with him because these bats are a joke. Marcus Stroman has the second worst run support in the American League, and the only reason he's not number one is because Trent Thornton is number one. And like they they don't they don't even show any signs of like 
adapting and, and being good. If you look at the top five Blue Jays right now in terms of war, there's one position player there, and it's Sogard who's been up for like three weeks. Like, they're getting nothing from the guys who should be delivering by now. They're like they're they're getting a bunch of strikeouts from Brandon Drury. They're getting a bunch of popouts from Teoscar Hernandez. They they are getting nothing from Danny Jansen. If you look at the Blue Jays batters, they're they're I I'm I'm counting right now just to make sure I have my math correct. There are three regular batters that have more hits than strikeouts right now. Three. Uh, Freddie Galvis has a 39 to 34 ratio. The aforementioned Eric Sogard has a 22 to 8 ratio, which, my God, can't we learn something from Eric Sogard? Only eight strikeouts in three weeks. And Billy McKinney has a 25 to 24 ratio, which is barely justifying what he's doing on this team. This is this is not baseball. You don't want to watch this. Like and you and you don't want to pitch to it knowing that's what's supposed to keep you from being 1 and 6. You don't want to pitch to it knowing that if you make a single mistake, you are taking the loss. Even if you don't make a mistake, you're not getting a win as Trent Thornton found out against Texas. Like I completely understand where Marcus Stroman was and I I don't blame Marcus Stroman at all for being angry and and at least wanting to finish cleaning up what he did cuz that's the second straight time that he's been taken out short like like the previous start he made like 70 pitches and got pulled after four and a third the Blue Jays do not have the leverage to be short-starting pitchers like that. They need people who will throw innings, and Marcus Stroman is willing to throw innings. So let him throw innings, lest you have to continue using a bullpen that you barely squeaked out a win with because it might be the best unit on this team right now, which is sad, but it's where we're at. There's the positivity in the second half. I praise the bullpen some more because the bullpen is what is keeping the Blue Jays from being the Marlins right now. And that is just a, a terrible thought to be having. I did very poorly in maintaining positivity on this episode. But, you know. It is what it is. This is this is a, a place where emotions can be freely expressed. So, you know, again, I'm I'm trying, I'm trying, and we're we're gonna try together, and we'll do our best to get through this season together. One Tim Mesa strikeout at a time. One Joe Biagini scoreless inning at a time. One Ken Giles fist pump at a time because that's that's the fun part when the Blue Jays get get to that bullpen that is so good because the offense just is not doing it and now that the Blue Jays have to turn to Edwin Jackson who is setting a record for most teams played with um 
that's that's all we really got to do. So anyway, that that brings us to the end of this podcast. We'll we'll try and keep it more upbeat again. That's that's the goal for this week is to try and be more upbeat. I don't know how successful we're going to be, but we'll try. We will try. Um if you want to help me try and be positive and, you know, maintain some level of sanity in this season, you can follow me on Twitter at neoec18. That's neoec18. You can follow the podcast on at locked on jays on twitter instagram and facebook i still won't be on twitter until i watch game of thrones which i i had to again dodge tweets like like hail (laughs) when i was when i was going through to try and find raptor stuff like it was difficult so i'll have to try and watch that and and get it into my head and get as angry as the rest of everyone with this season. So I'll do my best to do that. Um, If you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on many different options. I recommend Himalaya, uh, which is a curated podcast app, but you can also do so on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, you can listen to this and Again, I thank you for for listening to it because, again, you all keep me doing this. You all keep me going. Your continued support. The fact that I'm not just shouting this to myself like a crazy person makes me feel a lot better about it. And again, we'll, it won't just be me um, at the end of the month. I'll, we'll have some more announcements once things are confirmed, but... Uh, the end of May, when, you know, I'm on vacation and Toronto is shaping up to be, you know, interview centric. So we'll have some more details on that in the coming days. But for now, for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.